1: The Zeit
2: Let the a bas the a little more. Let she <laughs> had
3: I
1: getting off this hamster's wheel, I gotta have simcha, it's a pit that I'm in, it's a hole that I have fallen down, there There is is only one way to go, and that's up, God help me, God take me by the hand, I gotta have
4: simcha, I gotta have simcha, Simchan.
5: I've got, I've got, have I've got to have Simcham I've got to have Simcham
6: Mrs. Esther Feldman.
4: Coming, Your Highness.
6: What can this court do for you, Mrs. Feldman?
4: I'll tell you what this court can do for me. It can give me a divorce for my Jaime.
6: A divorce? How old are you, Mrs. Feldman?
4: I should live and be well. Uh, but ten days after next Hanukkah, I'll be 84. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Ken or horror, Mrs. Feldman? Tell me, how long have you been married?
4: 58 years.
6: 58 years, and you want a divorce? Why?
4: Why? Enough is enough.
0: J.M. <laughs> and the A.M. My father used to love that uh, Kinahara that he would say. (laughs) Kinahara, Mrs. Feldman. (laughs) Lenny Solomon, Shoshanas Yaakov, Simcha done by Lenny as well. Shlomo Katz had the Rebbe's Nigun. Rifa Inu is from the um, Stamen family, Jeremy Stamen and company. David Nolman, brand new Adar selection. Not brand new, but uh, brought to our attention by the great Shlomi Ash. Um, You heard uh, Itai David. With Yerushalayim, that's brand new. Lero's Bunim, done by Shmully Schneider, that's brand new. Yestrol Sosna, haven't seen Yestrol Sosna in a while. That's Mishanichnas Adar, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning, welcome to a uh, Thursday on this 23rd day of February, day number two in the month of Adar as we get closer and closer to Purim, which is coming up. The big holiday, followed by another big holiday. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, Tony Gutterman's going to check in later. He's been doing an amazing job for us every Thursday night with Tani Talks Parsha. So if you haven't heard it yet, you should ch- tune in right after the air of Shabbat show every single Thursday night. And hear his uh, original presentation regarding... The Torah portion. Tani Gutterman will join us later on. Also, David Margolin, who's going to have quite an update for us about what's going on in in the Ukraine. We'll speak with him. And uh, Josh Berkowitz in hour number two. Josh, of course, celebrating the 25th anniversary of Eden Walk up on North Avenue in New Rochelle. New Rochelle, New York. Those of you listening from around the world, if you are ever in the New York area and you want an incredible dining experience... It'll be uh, the one we we'll recommend. We we, are, we recommend a lot of great dining experiences. But uh, make sure to head over to uh, Josh and Eden Walk on North Avenue in New Rochelle at some point. If you're traveling up to Connecticut, if you're visiting Westchester, if you're in the uh, Riverdale area, if you're in Bergen County, it's a hop, skip, and a jump. And um, and you'll be very happy. Boy, will you be happy, that I could tell you. Uh, So that's uh, coming up later on this morning here at JMNAM. It's a Thursday. You know what that means. Full schedule for us at the Malcolm Single Network and no reason to touch that dial. Amazing programming all day long. Tomorrow, Malcolm Hone Line. We're able to uh, head back into our weekly update tomorrow here at JMNAM and uh, explore some of the news of the week. So we'll have all of that for you um, uh, tomorrow morning here. On a Friday morning edition of JMNAM. So, first of all, Mazel Tov to uh, Ezzy Siegel. My wonderful great-nephew had a bar mitzvah last night. And to Sarah and Yosef and to, uh, obviously, my wonderful brother and sister-in-law, the Siegels from Staten Island. And um, all of uh, Ezzie's uh, grandparents, great-grandparents, um, a special Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Special Mazel Tov to P. Gold, of course. Those of you who know Paul Goldstein, he was at the event last night. Anyway, last night, a gentleman walks over to me and he says, Hi, I'm Sholy. And it was Sholi, the guy that we've been playing for years and whose brand-new song I introduced yesterday here at JM in the AM, which was really cool. So here he is, Sholy, brand-new. Thanks for listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM.
1: The hospital, the hospital, the
7: hospital,
1: the hospital, the hospital, the hospital, the the hospital, the Leahaba Vechon A fai baruah. Rota Mako Hane Shamatoeke Lechon de Ahaba A fai baruah. Krovailetilha.
8: Se'arat
4: eramti
1: eti adai
7: bika'ashim
1: echilah veSham mitrocha chosher betoch ha'avelah mimamakim kriticha b'tfila Hane amato eke le ahava vechon. Ava hi baru wah rota eta mako. Hanesh amato eke i A fahi baru wah rota eta mako Hane shamatoe kem ve
8: offer you my place, I insist you take my turn right here online,
1: a day that seemed like any other, he thinks a man without a name. Me. Oh, I share every step I take.
8: When you're feeling all alone, you need some happiness to call your own. Nothing
1: is going the way it should, you're trying to do the best you could.
8: I get sad when I see lonely people, and although the sun shines, they prefer to be blind, it's so sad when you see lonely people.
1: The answer to a lonely prayer, anytime, anywhere, will change the direction of life. Together we can face the fight, help each other get it right, believe and you'll always get by, so don't you cry.
0: Michal Brzezinski. That medley ends with the song "Lonely People," that classic from MBD Mordechai Ben David. Michal Brzezinski. Name of the album is "Once Upon a Time." Here at JM in the AM. Uh, recent release, some great medleys with some old time selections. Sandy Shmueli, brand new Hanashamatso Eket." You heard his "Stara." Excuse me. You heard his "Starta," done by Sholi, who I saw last night. At Ezie Siegel's Bar Mitzvah, and it was wonderful to see him. I think it was the first time we met, frankly. And what a coincidence that I, I had introduced his brand-new song yesterday right here at JM and the AM. Have you seen Kosher Halftime Show 2023 yet? If not, make sure to go to uh, com, where the Kosher Halftime Show is on the homepage. Presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. Make sure to go to uh, YouTube our channel, Nahum Siegel Net. You can go to YouTube and just search Kosher Halftime Show 2023. And we have a nice number of hits on the Kosher Halftime Show. What I didn't realize is that the Miami Boys have a channel that uh, has even more hits um, for this year's Kosher Halftime Show. So obviously interest around the world about Yurachmiel being on the Miami Boys Choir in light of the viral situation that they enjoyed and continue to enjoy regarding their uh, recent music. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world web at NachumSigl.com and the NachumSigl Network, and of course on the beloved NSN
9: app.
0: It's on the background to our news from Israel coming up. Full Thursday schedule tomorrow. Malcolm Honlein, vice chairman, conference of presidents of major American Jewish organizations. 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow, right here at JM in the AM. As I said, full schedule today and uh, tonight it's Kedem's presentation of the Arab Shaba show with Mark Zamek. Followed by Tani Gutterman and Tani Talks Partial. We'll speak with Tani in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM and the AM. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2
7: p.m. newscast next. Spoker toe from JM and the M. Time. Shalom Rav Baul Panehud Graf Im Mashekoreah Achshav. אחרי האימות הפומבי, ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו, שר הביטחון יואב גלנט והסר במשרד הביטחון בצלאל סמוטריץ, חתמו על מסמך הבנות באשר להחלוקת האחריות במשרד הביטחון. ימא פרטיים כתבנו הפוליטי יובל סגב.
9: כפי שפרסמנו בשבוע שעבר, סמוטריץ מוותר על מספר סמכויות שוב לו באסקים הקואליציוניים בראשם האחריות הבלעדית על תחומי אריסות ופינויים ביודה ושומרון. זאת בשל לוציים ביטחוניים ודרישה של שר בנוסף תישמר שרשרת הפיקוד מדרג אלוף הפיקוד ועד לראש המנהל האזרחי אשר בניגוד לסיכומים בין סמוטריץ' נתניהו יישאר קצין, תחתיו ימנה סמוטריץ' סגן מטעמו שיהיה אזרח.
7: ועדת הכספים של הכנסת השראה את בקשתו של ראש הממשלה נתניהו לקבל מימון לשני מאונותיו הפרטיים בירושלים ובקי שריה. כך זה נשמע בהצבעה
10: כישה בעץ, ארבעה על חודו של קוי אין נמנעים, ההחלטה אושרה
7: המתיחות הביטחונית נשיא המדינה יצחק הרצוג התייחס לפני שעה קלה לירי הלילה מרצועת עזה ואמר בביקור במועצה האזורית צדות נגב עלינו להמשיך בשגרה
6: כשאני פה הבוקר אחרי לילה שעברנו לילה שבו היווינו שוב ניסו להפחיד אותנו התשובה האמיתית להמשיך בחיינו בצורה שגרתית ללא מורה וללא חשש שגם אני מחכה ומייחל היום שנוכל גם להושיט יד ולהגיע לסביבה מלאה של שלום וביטחון פה באזור
7: כתב אישום הוגש נגד ברכת עשה הנאשם באונס בגדרה בתחילת החודש מדבר אחת כתבתנו בתל אביב אנה פינס.
2: ברקת אבו איסה בן 22 מיטל 7 נאשם באונס בן סיבות מחמירות והתעללות בקטין לאחר שאנס תושבת גדרה בביתה לעיני בנה בין השנתיים לפי כתב האישום אבו איסה פרץ לביתה של האישה בישון לילה כשהוא ראול פנים היא התעוררה והחלה לזעוק לאזרח הנאשה מתנפל עליה קפת אותה ואיים שיערוג אותה בהמשך אנס אותה באחד החדרים. לפני שנמלט לקח בקבוק בירה מהמק
7: ואישום הפרקליטות ביקשה לעצור אותו עד לתום מהליכים. אומן הודיעה על אישור מעבר טיסות חברות תעופה ישראליות בשטח האווירי שלה. האישור שניתן היום מצטרף לאישור של סעודיה, ואיאפשר קיצור משך הטיסות מישראל ליעדים באסיה ביותר משעתיים. שר החוץ אלי כהן על המהלך.
4: החלטת הסולטן היא החלטה היסטורית שתקצר באופן משמעותי את זמן הטיסה מישראל לאסיה, היא תוריד ותאפשר לחברות ישראליות להתחרות מול חברות תופע
7: בינלאומיות. יניר הטמפרטורות ללושינוי ניכר, רוחנטי ינעל רוב רגילות לעונה. עד שעת צהריים, אדיין יתכן תפטופ אדגש מקומי קל בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה. אלה חדשות שורכת, אילנה בנימין. בכסות
1: Well I woke up with this feeling in my bones today I wanna be there for somebody, do it all the way I wanna wipe away the worry, ease the pain and fear That's what brothers are for, I'm here when the clouds are moving in and down slips through the cracks When the loneliness seeps in, I'm here to close the gap No matter what it takes, I'll go to any lengths Cause helping out's claw you soil straight. It's clear that I'm looking out for you You're looking out for me Wanna see what I can do to be there Cause we're family, I'm always looking out for you For me, I wanna see what I can do to be there, cause we're family.
0: song is called Be There for Somebody. It's Maisie Tischler here at JM in the AM. Good morning. Welcome to a Thursday, everybody, 23rd of February, day two in the month of Adar. Nichnas Adar mar um, bim b'simcha. Mensch says, please give a hearty mazel tov to Mimi Levine and Yisrael Noah Kornfeld, who got married last night in Cabo San Lucas. Mazel to the parents are by Yisrael Lea Levine of Chabad of Oak Park, California and Rabbi Shmuley and Ilana Kornfeld of Burbank, uh, Chabad of Burbank, California. All right, we say mazal tov to the young couple from all of us here at JMM, and of course to both families as well. And thanks for utilizing the NSN app to spread the good word, and to spread the uh, simcha. Rabbi Cash asks if we can play the new song for Rabbi Zlotowitz. This is actually a song that, it's called Vaha'er Einenu, that's the name of the song, Vaha'er Einenu, a tribute to Rabbi Meir Zlotowitz who's, of course, the founder of Art Scroll, one of the founders of Art Scroll. He and Robert Sherman, uh, who should live and be well. Uh, the A tribute to Rabbi Meir zatsal Zatzal, um, who lit up the world. Can't argue with that. Uh, it's called Vaha'ere Nainu. It's brand new. It's Yaakov Shweki, and it's J.M. and the A.M.
10: vai bring a
1: rock. <speaking in Spanish>
10: Shiki Shiki chik chik
6: chik Through the window, a rock with a note on it. Here, let me see what it says. It says, Dear Mr. Shapiro, unless you deposit $10,000 in small bills in a paper bag under the old hollow tree, in a vacant lot on the corner, at midnight tomorrow, we will kidnap your wife. (laughs) Sincerely yours, your kidnappers. (laughs) Boy, some tough cookies. I better write them an old back immediately. Let me see, pencil, paper. Dear kidnapper, <laughs> your rock of this date received. <laughs> I am writing to tell you I do not have ten thousand dollars. But please keep in touch. <laughs> Your proposition interests me.
0: jm <laughs> and the AM. It's the month of Adar. And uh, before the comedy segment, you heard brand new Lipa with hoshanas Lepurim. That's what he calls it. It's brand new. Hoshanus Lepurim. Micha Gamren, Before that, brand new with Mimkomcha. You heard Yaakov Shweki and Vaha Air, er, a song dedicated to the memory of Rabbi Meir Zlotowitz here at JM in the a.m. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday morning broadcast. Tomorrow, it's Malcolm Honline who will join us. We'll uh, discuss the events of the week during our weekly update, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow, right here at JM in the a.m. I certainly hope you'll be tuned in. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zeich Nishmas Harav Levi and Zechanishmas Nishmas Esther Basher, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning chizuk.
9: Good morning. When Shlomo HaMelech was ready to begin the construction of the Bais Rishon, the first Besamikdosh, he needed the Shamir. It was a special little worm that was capable of cutting through rock. Because the stones of the Besamikdosh could not be cut using metal, a material used to make weapons that kill. Shlomo HaMelech needed Ashmedai to tell him its whereabouts and how to capture it. It meant first capturing Ashmedai himself. That was finally accomplished. Shlomo Amelech kept Ashmedai imprisoned in chains, sealed with the Shema Mephoresh, the entire period that the Hamikdash was under construction. One day, Shlomo Amelech asked him, what is his superiority as a demon over the people? Ashmedai replied, remove this chain from my neck, Give me your signet ring, and I will show you my superiority. No sooner did Shlomo HaMelech comply than Ashmedai snatched him up. He swallowed him. He stretched his wings, one touching the heaven and the other touching earth. He spit him out to a distance of 400 miles. Shlomo HaMelech's stature was obviously dramatically reduced. He was left only with his staff and his cloak going from door to door, begging, claiming that he was Shlomo HaMelech, king of Yerushalayim. The Alexander Rebbe said that after Ashmedai threw Shlomo Melech off of his throne, Shlomo Melech came to a small town and he revealed to its inhabitants that he is the king. When they heard this, they gathered all the chashuvim, they prepared a huge feast in his honor, they had great tsar along with Shlomo Melech, because they recalled the days of his glory, the days when he ruled over Yerushalayim and all the honor that he had had and now had greatly he had fallen. He then came to another city. He bumped into a chosid who rejoiced to hear that he was Shlomo HaMelech. He comforted him. He told him not to worry. He was Shlomo HaMelech. He is the king. He is always the king and will be the king. Even though right now he was taken down from his Gadullah from his greatness, there will come a time when he will rule just like he had in the earlier days. They both rejoiced and asked Shlomo Melech to join him at a small suda. He was a poor man. Whatever they had, they ate together and were greatly satisfied. The Alexandra concluded, the same is true today. We sit in a sudas mitzvah with the Srinak Dosha. We give Nacham to the king. We say to him, Hashem Melech, Hashem Moloch, Hashem Yimloch, LaOelam Voed. Hashem has ruled, Hashem rules, and Hashem will rule forever. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizek. Have a nice day.
1: Be Ru Shaloye, Para coides, para coides, viru shalloy. Vehaya, 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 bayaim haho. Vehaya, 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 bayaim haho. Itakai, 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 wishoy fogado. Hoyo, we're hoyo, we're hoyo, Should, when he told him he had to destroy him. The Stahapulashem, the Aracoides, the Aracoides, be Ashur shall loy him. Oh, if the beer, it's a sure. When he told him Shalom.
10: hakol yamay kcholem beakit ketsame ba mitbar ani el ma tsodotek hakol yamay kayver belov yam shekhazar shuv lirot ata loqe achoti letocha masa vakata boer Hey, you anyway, I'm a J A. M and the
0: A M. Yod brand new from Avi Shai. Ari Goldwag, brand new with the Yerushalayim. Thursday morning broadcast on this 23rd of February, day two in the month of Adar. Mishanichnas Adar mar Simkha I actually took that to heart this past Monday night. I wanted to, um, well, actually, to be very honest, my dining partner, the great Dr. Mark, he said, you know, it's Rosh Chodesh Monday night. We should uh, go somewhere that'll really bring us tremendous joy, tremendous simcha. If we're going to get together, and sure enough, we were... Our destination was the uh, amazing Eden Walk on North Avenue in New Rochelle, where our dear friend Josh Berkowitz, who we know for a long time and has been an incredible friend and supporter of this show for God knows how long, is celebrating his 25th anniversary. Now, in the world of kosher food, in the world of kosher restaurants, that, that is an astounding accomplishment <laughs> to be around 25 years, not just be around, but be at the top of their game up at Eden Walk in New Rochelle for 25 years. So I figured we're going to pay tribute to him for a few minutes this morning and to his amazing staff by, number one, acknowledging 25 years up on North Avenue in New Rochelle. And number two, by encouraging everybody, no matter where you are, when you have an opportunity, get on over to Eden Walk on North Avenue in New Rochelle. Enjoy a great lunch-slash-dinner, and if you happen to be there on a Monday night, enjoy their incredible Monday night buffet. Josh Berkowitz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, nothing. Was an absolute delight seeing you Monday night, and as usual, your staff and the food and everything was completely uh, off the charts uh, and that may be the secret why 25 years later you're still around and at the top of your game. Number one, the food is great. And number two, uh, you obviously have a very loyal staff. You have some people there that have been with you a long, long time, so it must be a very, very pleasant working environment.
3: We try to make everyone feel as uh, as family. We want everyone to be happy. We sit down all the time. We, we eat dinner together. We eat lunch together. It, it's the home away from home.
0: Yeah, well. That's the way you treat it, and you treat your customers as if it's a home away from home as well. Uh, Any – you know, it's funny. I was thinking to myself because obviously I've been a customer and uh, a guest of yours so many times over the last couple of decades. I I can't think of any – you know, you always talk about uh, places of, uh, of, um, uh, you know, restaurants and uh, places people go to eat evolving and, you know, all the changes – I'm saying to myself, "You're like the heart of consistency. Like if you if you look at a, the dining experience from 20 years ago, it's very similar to today. Yet it still feels fresh and great and delicious. Any major differences from back then till now? The
3: availability of products, you know, has evolved quite a bit in the last uh, you know 20 25 years. Um, you know, the kosher food industry, as you said before." has really evolved. We're kind of going in that way as, as well, you know, developing new menu items and, and just keeping stuff fresh. As you said, that's the key to keep people happy. People don't want to eat the same thing every day. Right. Well, there's some people that do, but <laughs> yes. most people want to eat something different, you know, every day. So, you know, you can now grab a sandwich by us Thursday night. We have burger tonight, burger night, you know, Rest of the week, we have Chinese food, Japanese food, Thai food. We're working on a couple of things with the development team. We're just... We like to keep it fresh and fun and
0: enjoyable. So I'm the culprit here. I'm the guy who keeps ordering the few dishes that I fell in love with years ago, and I'm thinking that, you know, not much has changed. Just the opposite is going on. You've introduced a a 2023-style buffet. As you just said, now sandwiches and burgers are available, which is uh, certainly unique for a restaurant like yours, and Thursday night is extra special because of that. Plus, of course, as you mentioned, you're always adding to the Asian menu with different offerings from, you know, around the world. So, uh, while you're still sticking with the classics and the satisfying the palate of people like myself, you're still evolving and you have created an amazing dining experience. We are speaking with Josh Berkowitz, celebrating 25 years, the silver anniversary of Eden Walk on North Avenue in New Rochelle. He's not just limited to Westchester. There are pe- plenty of people who come from Connecticut and Riverdale and Bergen County and Manhattan and Queens and so many other places to join everybody at Eden Walk up at New Rochelle. We should also mention, by the way, Josh, that in addition to the catering that you do outside the facility, you actually uh, make sure to accommodate people who want to do a Sheva Brachos or any type of birthday or anniversary celebration in the restaurant itself. You have a lot of room up there. It may not feel that way to you all the time, but you're among the larger spaces when it comes to restaurants. And the people are, uh, I'm sure people are still taking advantage of that. E, e, I, I assume now that we're post-COVID, you are seeing some of the celebrations of 20, 30 people come back to the restaurant?
3: Correct. You know, lunch meetings are back. Right. Share um, a buckle birthdays. I have a birthday, you know, small birthday party tonight. And, you know, we encourage people to come. Enjoy. You know, we could, we could social distance if need be. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know, let pe- let, yeah. let
0: people have fun, enjoy. Yeah, although most people have foregone the social distancing, it's interesting. You're you're at the epicenter. People don't remember, or maybe some people do. At three years ago, literally now, we're talking about the beginning of the month of Adar, right? And the people were hearing Megillah through their through their living room windows. For people, you know, up in New Rochelle, uh, three years ago, people who were coming to read Megillah and uh, and visit them because uh, that's of course where. Uh, the first uh, COVID cases hit this area, not just for the Jewish community, but in general up in the Westchester area. Uh, it, it must have been quite a scramble and quite a job for you, because I'm imagining that in the first few months of COVID, and it lasted a while, like I say up there, uh, you're providing a lot of takeout food, a tremendous number of deliveries. I mean, you know, there, there are people who obviously took up cooking and baking during that period of time, but you know, there's a limit to how much cooking and baking people wanted to do. What was that scramble like? What was that hecticness like uh, back three years ago?
3: So it's actually funny because it was about this time three years ago that I was talking to you about, you know, COVID and and all that fun stuff. Yeah. It it was a lot of scrambling. It was hectic. But when you pull up to someone's door that obviously they're not going to open because they are quarantined. But they move the window shade and give you a huge smile because now they feel like even though they're secluded, they appreciate what you just did, you know, risking your life. You know, thank God we're all healthy and right.
0: good. But that's what it felt like. It felt like you were risking your life. If that, it, if it delivered. We, we
3: had right. no idea what, what it was, what it would be, what it would morph into. And that smile that they gave you was worth the world.
0: You think there's a lot of goodwill that's uh, that was built up at that time, which is really, uh, you know, keeping you going after 25 years? I believe
3: so,
0: yeah, 100%. Well, I can tell you as a customer, it's a great feeling being in your establishment, and it's wonderful to deal uh, with your staff and be treated the way, not just me, but everybody's treated. I mean, if you ask the average customer up there, people love the dining experience all right josh It's 25 years we want to go up there right where the average person we want to go up and celebrate because we've heard that you've got this uh, big anniversary going on give me one classic to order and give me one off the uh off the beaten path to order what's a classic dish that one should have at eden walk on north avenue in new rochelle and give me something off the beaten path that they must try if they haven't tried it yet
3: so the classic is your general sour sesame chicken. There you go. You could ask Dr. Mark about it. All right. <laughs> um, off the beaten path, Thursday night burger night, um, the Austin
0: burger.: That's tonight. that's tonight.: That's tonight. And you have the meatless burger also, right? I do. Yeah, so you got every everyone's diet everyone's diet tastes are met up on uh, North Avenue in New Rochelle with the burger night tonight. Uh, They've got both the meat burger and the non-meat burger, so you have all those choices available. And not to put you on the spot, I just don't remember, anniversary specials or deals still in effect, or has that passed already? I just don't remember. So
3: we are, as I said before, we're developing new dishes that are going to be rolled out over the course of the year. Um, My advertising team, is working on promotions just that are going to be released every other week. Oh, great! And we're hoping that's uh, get going to get done next week. It's going to be out for the public. Come in, enjoy, you know these these crazy ideas that we've come up with. And uh,
0: enjoy. All right, excellent. And, we'll obviously, if you let us know, we'll let everybody else know about what to expect uh, in terms of savings and in terms of uh, trying some interesting brand-new items up at uh, Eden Walk in New Rochelle. Josh, 25 years is a long time in your industry. It's a long Long time, and it's amazing how you've able able to keep the core classic part of the uh, of the offerings up there, and at the same time evolve uh, to the point that you're really 2023. So all I could say on behalf of all of us who've enjoyed it, people from everywhere, and I've recommended by the way those who are coming in uh, to the New York area for any type of vacation, or if they're coming for Pesach and they want to have a nice dining experience before the holiday, they should check you out uh, up in uh, North Avenue in New Rochelle at Eden Walk. Uh, So on behalf of all of us, all I could say is thank you and happy anniversary. And here's to another 25. Thank you. <laughs> a pleasure. <laughs> Take care, Josh. There he is, Josh Berkowitz. He's the man in charge up at uh, Eden Walk in New Rochelle. If you haven't tried it yet, folks, try it. It's amazing. After 25 years, they're still getting it right and still uh, staying current, which is honestly a remarkable accomplishment in the kosher food and restaurant industry. More coming up. Guess what? It's a Thursday at JM in the AM.
1: Meimot shel tefila, simchatan shel chatan shel kalla. Be li b'ohodaya, vinigun be li ba leshnehem Say
0: J.M. and the A.M. with Joey Newcomb uh, owed you some of the name of that selection here on a Thursday morning broadcast. At JM and the AM. Hey, it's book week at ShopEichlers.com. You know what that means? It means from now until the 26th of February, take 15% off on all English title books when you order at com. That's the same website that can arrange, if you're in a neighborhood in New York and New Jersey, can arrange for same-day delivery. You literally could order it right now and have it before you go to sleep tonight. How amazing is that? Uh, all the details at ShopEichlers.com. Again, it's book week now till the 26th of February. Every book, English title book, 15% off if you go to ShopEichlers.com. Take our recommendation. Take advantage of the incredible savings. 15% is quite a savings. Again, ShopEichlers.com invites you to participate in book week from now until the 26th of February. All English title books are um, 15% off. Take advantage and enjoy. More coming up. Lenny happening on a Thursday right here at JM and the AM. Here's Mordechai Shapiro.
1: Zorg je nu, magen je nu, af te hoe len door door. J.M. and am
0: in the AM with Mordechai Shapiro. He wraps up our number two for us and America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Rather with the web at on the network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. David Margolin is with us live via telephone, senior editor at Chabad.org, writing on social policy, Jewish life, and Jewish history, with a particular focus on Soviet Jewry. David grew up in a Russian-speaking household to parents who emigrated from the Soviet Union. As a part of his Chabad education, he spent a year studying and working with the Jewish community in... Kharkov, Ukraine, and has traveled extensively in the former Soviet Union. He has reported on the Jews of Ukraine since 2014, and his work has appeared in the Wall Street Journal, Mosaic, and Tablet, and he is with us live via telephone on a Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. David Margolin, welcome to JM in the AM.
11: Thank you very much, Natham. Good to be with you.
0: When was the last time you were in Ukraine?
11: So the last time I was in Ukraine was uh, just before uh, COVID hit. So that would have been uh, January 2020 or maybe February 2020. That was the last time that
0: I yeah. And I'm not asking you this from a political standpoint. I'm just curious as somebody who has the close ties and connections that you do. What were your impressions? What were your feelings, more importantly, uh, when you saw the president of the United States go out of his way to enter a war zone not in control of the united states very rare for a president to do that those of us who know our american history what were your thoughts when he went to visit ukraine this week
11: so i you know to me i honestly it was um i thought it was a very inspiring sight i know that not everyone's gonna agree with that but for me as as uh, just a student of history when you take when when you look at that and you see what's what's been happening in ukraine and and uh, kind of the circumstances that they're under for the last year and then you see the United, president of the United States go and visit and uh, show support in this kind of very historic, uh, way. Um, to me it was something that was a, a very nice sight, And, um, I, it's, it's, uh, I, to me, I think it's, it, it, it seems historic. It, it appeared historic. So you know, that, that's where I am on that.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting. Ariel Kahana was with us uh, yesterday on the air and he has just been, he was in the Ukraine last week with Ellie Cohen during the visit. And, um, he he sort of gave the impression again he has no point of comparison like you do, but he sort of gave the impression that you he said to me you'd be shocked now. It, it, it sort of looks like daily activity is going on there in Kiev, and I'm wondering if you so could, I, I'm wondering if you could describe what life was like for the Jewish community in the Ukraine years ago and what it is literally now.
11: So it, it's, it's it's interesting that you're you're speaking about. So I I, I mean I just we just published an article um, yesterday. Um, like a, a wrap up from me on, let's say, a look back at, at the entire year from the beginning of the war till, till today, including what's happening today um, on Chabad.org. It's called "The Jews of Ukraine Mark One Year of War and Resolve." Right. So um, the the I spoke to people from you know the Jewish community throughout the country just in writing this in the last few weeks, um, and it, what's very interesting is how every single city has its own um, circumstances, has its own feel and circumstances. So Kiev, for example, has this, this um, you know, they do have daily sirens in, in Kiev. So when speaking to somebody from Kiev, I was speaking to um, Dorelei Levenhartz, she's uh, her and her husband run a Jewish Chabad Day School, the Simcha School in Kiev. And they, um, you know, she's telling me how there are points where you can almost forget that there's a war happening. And so it's not the same in Kiev in particular, it's not the same war that they had that they had been dealing with, um, you know, in, in February, March, April, where it, it really it was it was it was an actual war zone and things were getting really hot. here it's going life goes on. But then then, you know, you have a siren and then you have a missile land and, and so there are, there's always kind of something to snap you out of that feeling that, oh, you're you're, you know, somehow safe. Now, speaking to, to uh, you know, if you go further east, uh, to Kharkov where, where, you know, where I spent uh, so much time. Um, but I was speaking to Rabbi Moskowitz, Rabbi Meishim Moskowitz, he's, he's a up there um, since 1990. That's when he he arrived in, in, in Kharkov. You speak to him and, you know, at night, it's, they, have a, they have a blackout. Um, they have a blackout at night. So, you know, so after curfew, the light, you know, the street lights, the street lamps are out. Um, it's pitch dark on the streets. Since Friday night, it's very we have to. It's, it's very difficult to get a minion. We have a minion. They have a you know a small minion right. because it's literally just for people who are within the very very close close walking radius of of the right. show who can basically. And he says there's no moon or whatever. It's just pitch dark.
0: David Margolin is with us live via telephone. So, I mean, it sounds like. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get a handle, on, and this—I'm not judging anybody. Obviously, I'd, I'd be the first to run if God, if God forbid, there was a war and and our our buildings were being destroyed, uh, God forbid. But it, I'm I'm trying to get a perspective of who. Felt from the beginning. Okay, th- there is no future here, and now we must leave. Right? There are examples of of uh, of rabbis who've taken their communities, of rabbis who've you know, and leaders and uh, uh, you know rabbis and rebbinsons who've taken you know kids, hundreds of kids to Israel, other parts of the world, etc. And and you know, and who decided? And this was the pitch, by the way. We got you on the air because we were told that that you no people that are in for the long haul that from the very beginning decided no matter what, we're not moving. Was it strictly a geographical thing? Was it strictly, you know, I have the feeling that this place is going to be wiped out or I have the feeling that, you know, this is going to be temporary and there'll be an opportunity to rebuild?
11: So there are people, um, there, you know, the Chabad Shluchim, um, the Rebisent the, the, the people on shluchas. Um, to create a to build a Chabad to build to establish jewish life in a city right. and to be a beacon of life in their city uh, for the long haul right. and uh, it takes a, it takes a lot to to, to to you know it really needs to be where well, there's nothing there's no future at all for to to leave and and there's 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 literally you know a handful of examples uh, over 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 the last 75 years um, in in ukraine People didn't know that there's going to be a war. I know in America we were following this. I was following it certainly, and it was. It seems clear they kept on. You know the war drums were being uh, were being uh, banged, and and in Russia, in Ukraine, and in Russia actually, which I had been to within days of the war beginning. Um, everyone was like, ah, it's not happening. This is Western propaganda. There's no war, but there was a war. So right away, I think the primary concern, and and I spoke to Rabbi Wolf in Odessa. Um, to, uh, he, he said, "The first moment a war starts, the, the main point is not to, not to not to panic, not to lose your head, because you have a lot of responsibility. So it's not about do I stay or do I go or what what happens. It's about what are the needs of the community." And and he it was very. He, he told me, but this was. Thank, you know, Baruch Hashem, thank God I didn't lose my, 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 my I, I didn't panic, I didn't lose my head. And that was like me, my wife, we were able to, to focus. And they, they right away began a plan and, and executed this plan to um, evacuate children from their children's home, the Mishpacha children's home in Hadassah. And then there was mothers with children. You know, the husbands weren't allowed to and are still not allowed to leave the country between 18 and 60 right. um, men of, of, of a certain age. So now, they, some, some, you know, when it, when it was getting very hot, there was this effort to take people out, to take people out quickly, in an organized manner, um, in, a, in, a, in a massive manner, and Shluchim, and, you know, the rabbis, the rabbisons, Left with them, some of them, some of them didn't. Right, but many of them, most of most of the returns um, already, you know, Purim Pesach time, they were already back, and they've been back ever since.
0: But all of this was based on the the safety concerns in each specific area. I would assume, right?
11: Yes, it's the safety concerns, and, and, and it's about, you know, the idea of everybody leaving is just not a possibility. Right, and, and what do you, well, de-
0: well, we did see hundreds of thousands of people leaving the Ukraine, you know, who who know they're never coming back. So I'm not saying from the Jewish community, I'm saying in general. Yeah, but the, the, right. the, the,
11: this is interesting because I've spoken to, um, you know, Ashliach in Ravna, Rabbi Schneerson in Ravna, and he says, you know, my, my, my basic um, kind of my core, my nucleus group, they used to come to Shul on, for you know, Friday nights, for for right. Shabbos, for in, in the morning. They mostly have gone. But I have this whole new crew who's come who need material aid, who right. need all of a sudden, like, they feel that community is necessary. So he's like, it's not that I have less work to do. I have different work to do, and 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 you know. So things have shifted, but like there's there's plenty of work for me to do. Not plenty. There's a lot of work for me. No, to I could only I of, you know
0: I could only imagine. David Margolin is with us. So by ne- by last Pesach, you're saying the majority of people who decided to stay were in for the long haul. And on top of that, many, many, many people, based on the way you're saying it, this is what it sounds like. Many, many, many people had returned to their cities in Ukraine already by Pesach of last year?
11: So the rabbis, the rabbis and and uh, the, the the Chabad rabbis and Rebetzins, the uh, um, rabbis certainly meant in many cases, their wives are still abroad somewhere, but yeah, they're, 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 for the meaning for the most part, that, that, that's that been the case. Um, you know, there's very few cities where it's difficult. Look, it's very, very difficult. And again, exactly as you're saying, um, you know, it depends on which city you're in, you know, right. in Kharkov, it's, it's, it, it gets really, really hot. And like uh, you know, uh, Rabbi Moskowitz told me uh, we're here. There's people constantly coming, and there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do. And he said it's, it's, it's the city knows, meaning the, the general community sees the the shul, um, the Jewish community of Charkov, um as uh, they see this as a beacon of life. They, they 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 see people coming in for for aid, for help. Um, uh, but he says it gets hot here, and like once in a while, you just need to, you know, he he, he goes, he, he needs to need to leave the city for a little bit just because it gets so hot. Oh, well, that to air out a little. Yeah, bit.
0: that that I can only imagine. Um Now, how many total? Just a number. How many total Chabad centers are there in Ukraine?
3: So, so there are 32 cities with
11: permanent Chabad presences with a Chabad center. Wow. Some of those cities have, you know, for example, Dnipro. Um, which used to be called Dinephar Petrovsk. Dinephar uh, Petrovsk is home to the Menorah Center. It's actually the, the Rebbe's home city. Um, the Rebbe's father, um, Rebbe Levi Yitzvok Schneerson, was the, was the Rebbe, was the chief rabbi of, of right. from uh, for, for, for 20 years. And Dinephar uh, has you know, more than one Chabad Center. Their, their main center, the Minora Center, is a 20-floor Seven, seven branched.
0: Uh, um, right, but there's, but, know, but, but there's, but, but there's thirty-two main <laughs> satellites with with other, you know, with other arms attached exactly. to them, right? And in Russia, because you're very familiar with Russia, not just the Ukraine, in Russia, what's that number? How many Chabad centers?
11: Ooh, uh, um, the ooh, <laughs> it's probably in the, it's in the, it's in the, it's more than that. It's more than thirty-two cities. It's could it be uh, as many could, on the exact could it, could
0: it be somewhere between fifty and a hundred? Yeah, it's something like that. And you, again, being very familiar with Russian Jewry, obviously, from your background, what is the Russian-Jewish attitude toward this war? You know, we, we, we have painted, or the media here certainly, and I, I would assume around the world, has painted this picture of, you know, Putin against the world. That's basically, <laughs> that's basically the way this thing comes down, if you, if you want to simplify it. How, what is the attitude of Russian Jewry toward this war?
11: I think that's a difficult, uh, it's a difficult question. Um, nobody, I, I don't think that there's anybody who, um, or let's say there's a broad consensus within the Russian Jewish community that war is not good. And that people, you know, dying. And, and this is a very, very, you know, within the Jewish community, this is a very, until, until just a few years ago, this is all one big community. Right. And this is all has been, has been a very, very um, new development. And, and I don't, you know, not a good one, uh, where you have all of a sudden these two different countries and they're on, on two, well, they were been two different countries right. for 30 years. I mean, I mean,
0: kind of again, with, again, with your background, I have to imagine, I mean, I don't want to paint it like, you know, a civil war with cousins on both sides, but we're close to that. It's, it's gotta be Russia versus Ukraine right, when so, it comes to the Jewish community. Right, so you, parents, you, you must talk, you must be talking right, not, about, you know, literally friends and relatives on the other side of a major conflict.
11: Yeah, that's exactly the case. So my family came out in, in the '80s. My parents are were refuseniks in, in in Moscow, and they came out in 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 the, in the in the mid '80s. Um, so it's kind of you know I we spoke Russian at home and and all of that, but I don't have that you know my family kind of our, our Russian story into my own interest in 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 Russia and the former Soviet Union. Um, you know, restarted, but the, our Russia story kind of ends there. We, you know, we don't have many right. relatives. Yeah, more. I got that. They're, they're but I,
0: yeah, but I'm saying but, that you have to know people there are, who...
11: Yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's exactly what you're saying. You have people who are in Russia who come from these communities in Ukraine and vice versa and it's very, very difficult and um, and, it's, and it's certainly not good and we have to, obviously, it's kind of, you know, the Ukrainian Jewish community is facing one thing which is horrible and, and you, you speak to us You speak to people, um, you know, I spoke to people from from Mariupol, which is a city that uh, we didn't discuss now, but a city that's been completely decimated. And you, you hear their stories. And it's like speaking to somebody who survived the World War II. Right. I mean, I can imagine. Uh, just, just, uh, we didn't have food, water, uh, you know, the, the we were boiling water from the, you know, taking water from the boiler just to be able to, and, and have to, you know, heat it up to, and just in order to be able to drink it. I mean, just terrible, terrible stories, death, the varying people in the, in, 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 in their gardens. I mean, on the other hand, there is, so that's, that's, that's the reality of the ground on the ground in Ukraine, you know, to one extent or the other, that's the, in Russia, it's a very difficult situation as well, and and it hasn't been easy for them. And I think that we, when we when we think about the, the 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 Jewish communities there and the rabbanim, the the shluchim who are there who are serving their communities very very faithfully, I think it's a very important thing to to, to keep in mind just the, the, the difficulty of the situation and the fact that they understand that their job. You know, a shliach in the, in a city in Russia. His job is there to be there with his community, right? It's to be there to 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 shepherd them through this. Again, yeah, there not, is no situation right. where everybody leaves. Understood. They're there. This is their home.
0: Not everybody gets assigned to Honolulu, right? <laughs> hey,
11: exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, there's there's a uh, yeah, that, there's a price to pay, and and and, and uh, bottom line is that the allegiance is to the to the to the community, to your people. And uh, it's to be there with them. And, you know, when they're panicking is really not the time for you to pick up and say, I'm, you know, sayonara. uh, Yeah, I've found a new place in Honolulu.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Uh, David Margolins with us, senior editor of Chabad.org. We're talking about the, the war and the situation now in the Ukraine, especially for those who are there trying to help the communities of the Ukraine. Um, I, I, would only, I can only imagine, it's wartime, I can only imagine, you know, we talk about supply chain issues, I can only imagine the supply chain issues that are going on in the Ukraine. Uh, I mean, I don't know if the Chabad leaders in all these 30 plus cities are begging for help or uh you know I, I don't know to what degree they're trying to reach out to people around the world to just get them basic supplies w- what is the situation i mean are they in need of you know flour and water or are they not at that point are they you know are are, are they asking for other items is there a an infrastructure set up especially through chabad to help those specific 30 plus chabad centers in the ukraine
11: so there is a there is an infrastructure. Um, there's something called the JRNU, which is a Jewish Refugees Network Ukraine, and um, it's it's basically the umbrella for for, for specifically wartime humanitarian aid in uh, in uh, in Ukraine. And you know, the, I spoke to I spoke to people in Kiev the, in terms of food there right now thank god it sounds like they have the things that they're able to procure the things that they need it wasn't it wasn't uh, uh you know it's it's difficult in terms of you know certain elements of kosher food perhaps but not not you know drastic um but there are great needs uh you know electricity is the electricity grid has been under attack there since through you know since the, from the beginning of the winter so you have hours a day where there are, where there isn't electricity so jr and for example through obviously donation and help from, from people around the world. Your website is jrnu.org. I'm not here to plug it, but you know, it's not a, it's not a bad thing, certainly. And it's a very good thing. Um, And uh, so they shipped 150 generators. So every, you know, the schools, the, the, the Jewish day schools, the yeshivas, the, you know, the shoals which have a communal kitchen and kind of the elements of, you know, how you how how you're, you're able to supply hot meals to, to, to tens of thousands of people around the country, um, so they ha- they shipped in 150 generators in order, which is very difficult to procure, very difficult to, to to ship them over the border. And remember, there's no there's no airplanes landing in Ukraine, so everything that you're, whatever is being brought in, is being brought in through either Moldova, Poland, Romania. It's all by land. Um, there's no you know just flights to to, to Kiev anymore, and um, so there are those. It kind of, there is a flow of of things, but I think right now the electricity is really the dominant factor. Um, just being able to supply these generators, so they have the shoals. I know that the, you know in Odessa, there they, he went on Rabbi Wolf went on a campaign to to collect the, um, smaller generators, kind of battery-powered uh, generators for uh, homes of seniors. Just you know, you can't. Not everybody can come to Shoal in order to heat up, and you know, so it's a difficult winter and um not having you know if you have electric uh, ga- electric heat for example, and an electric stove, which many of the newer constructions have, these are real issues when you don't have electricity for twelve eighteen hours a day um so those are the those are the the, the main kind of physical concerns uh material concerns at the moment, uh, and then obviously there's just the the uh each 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 Chabad house will take there's a school open so you know in Odessa in Kiev their schools are open they have to build bomb shelters so they had maybe a basement before but they had to build a bomb shelter in order just to be able to legally open right. and obviously in order to be able to be safe for the for, for the day because you know the 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 unfortunate reality is that that that's a missile attack uh can take place at any moment and it can hit civilian sites the same way that it can uh, military
0: You have any uh, any plans to visit the Ukraine
11: Ooh, I have to speak to my wife. <laughs> I, I would, I would, uh, <laughs> I would really like to, uh,
0: but likely not.
3: It's
11: well, we'll see. Never say never. Um, I was in, I was in Russia actually last year, right before the war started, and uh, I came back. I came back from Rostov, uh, which is in southern Russia, uh, on Sunday, and the war started. Yeah, it's about you know almost a year ago now. It started on. Um, Wednesday night, our time. Let's say Thursday morning there in Ru- in Russia, and uh, so that was a it was a kind of a close call, but um, yeah. Look, the, the, the Ukrainian Jewish community is a very amazing community. So it's not you know I I it's not I don't, I, I don't want to go there for uh, just just for sheer adrenaline purposes, but it's really really an amazing community, and you see the what they've been able to do just for the last thirty years. You know the Shulchan built up a uh, uh you know this is this is a, it's, a, it's a special place you know in khabar khabar has a, a very long history in in the soviet underground ukraine russia belarus these are kind of the places where the stories were were made of 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 supporting Judaism of supporting, uh, Judaism, supporting Yiddish the Yiddishkeit through the the harshest times through stalin through you know the gulag oh yeah sir, believe sir, me the story. yeah believe me and, know and know. and so and then you have and then from 19, you know, from beginning in the late 80s, the early 90s, um, you have this establishment of this network and it's grown so much. And I think people still tend to think about the former Soviet Union at large, right. Ukraine maybe in particular, as, you know, like, oh, they give up potatoes and whatever. Right. They're all kind of people on their way. But that's not really, you know, th- that time passed. And, and you would go to Dinepur.com. As a as a religious Jew, as an orthodox Jew, you would arrive in Danifer and you would be you would, your mind would be blown away. They have a kosher hotel. A, a, look, a, if a, a wonderful it, restaurant. Look,
0: look, if we're going to if we're going to credit, and I think you know rightfully so, the Rebbe for rebuilding Jewish life after World War II. There's no question that his vision rebuilt jewish life uh you know after the former soviet union collapsed i mean there's no question about that's why for many of us who've seen this evolution it's so sad to see this setback you know it's like i mean i know i I know that our feelings on the matter are relatively irrelevant which i get we're much more concerned about those whose lives are in danger but it's just you know it's 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 heartbreaking to see when you've seen the incredible growth that you just described so you know it's a but that's
11: true and and, you know Rabbi Wilhelm told me that Rabbi Wilhelm in Jitomer, a very fiery, fiery, uh, fiery Jew. Um, I built, Jitomer is in western. It's about uh, it's about ninety minutes uh, west of Kiev. Small town. He went there because you know the the shtetlach, um, um uh, These these traditional Jewish the shtetlach, Jewish towns are all spread around Jitomer. So he went to Jitamer. And uh, he built us a, a chabados, a, a shul, a, a school, and was reaching out to these literally just hundreds of actual shtetls that were still full of Yiddish speakers, even through the '90s. And, uh, and, and anyway, that's very good. And he said, "Look, it's a miracle what we built over here. Yeah, that's of course. Fact, because you look back." It, he's, it's, he says, "And it, this is this is uh, this is tragic." I, he, he was telling me just now. He says, "I didn't come here when we came here." It wasn't just there wasn't kosher food. In Jetamer, I'm telling you right now, people had only potatoes and eggs to eat. That was it. it was, but, but things changed. We built this. But bottom line is, he's saying, bottom line is I know why I'm here. I'm here because, not because it's a it's a nice place, not because I didn't come here for the scenery. You know, me and my wife didn't come here for the scenery. Um, there are a census here to do, you know, the work, to, to really to prepare the world for, for, for Mashiach. That was, uh, and he says, why does it? Why does it have to be in this way? This war and bloodshed—I have no idea. But I know that you know the goal is exactly the same. And yeah, and I get it. I mean, it. it's inspiring for me to hear it from him. That was yeah. that was uh, you know like wow. he, goes, he, he they just finished him in his small town of Jitamar had just finished reconstructing his Shoal. Right. It just, it just literally, right. they put him up. I think uh, a week or two uh, before before the war started. So. Yeah you know to be understand we we don't know but I get but it. that be- the work is the same
0: believe yeah. me I get it but it's 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 emotional to watch it and I can only imagine what the people who are going through are actually going through um, we're way over time I just have to ask you that I be- you know I have I have to ask my friend Glenn Richter the leader of the student struggle for Soviet jury from that era but I think there were Margolins on the posters that we used to hold up at the demonstrations you know, to get refuseniks out of Russia. I think I remember that name on some of the. Is it possible your parents were outspoken refuseniks and that we in America knew about them?
11: No, no. They, they, they were, I mean, uh, they were refuseniks. It wasn't, uh, they weren't, uh, It wouldn't uh, have been, God not, it wouldn't
0: It wouldn't have been one of the names that we were familiar with.
11: Uh, no, 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 no.
0: Understood. No. So you would
11: have been familiar with people, you know, people in their circles, perhaps, but yeah, not, right. not, uh. They All uh, they right, was, uh, I, uh,
0: maybe maybe I once heard about your family. Then that could be um, David Margolin, senior editor of Chabad.org. It, he he honestly did not come on to promote anything, but he just mentioned something I want to remind the audience about. If you do want to help with uh, supplies and different things needed in the Jewish communities of the Ukraine, it's jrnu.org. You can check that out, jrnu.org. We're not giving up a, a, an opportunity to spread some chesed and give people an opportunity to uh, help our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. So if you want to look into. That, That's J-R-N-U.org. Dovid Margolin, a pleasure to have you on the air. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much, Dachlan. Thank you. More coming up. It's Thursday. It's JM and the AM.
1: (laughs) Shifty, shifty, shifty. Hashem Oh, it's so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
5: I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
4: I'm sorry, 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 i am sorry i am sorry i am sorry i am sorry i Braslav. sorry i am sorry Cossi, 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 I am the AM
0: with DJ Farbreng Kosid Breslov is the name of that one. Shifty done by Danny Palgon before that. You're listening to Jam and the am This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at a h Enjoy 10% discount on all Abels and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. a h has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and a A&H products are available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try a h today. You'll be glad you did. Malcolm, home line tomorrow, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. With the weekly update, we'll have an opportunity to ask him about what's been happening over the last couple of weeks. Oh, it has a lot been happening over the last couple of weeks. Thursday's schedule is out, and as we always say, there is no reason to touch that dial. There is literally no reason to touch that dial today, as we used to say in radio. Because Charlie Harari's coming up at 9 o'clock right after JM&AM. Allison Joseph's at 10 o'clock. Uh, Moshe Grunfeld is going to be uh, her uh, her guest, the proprietor of com. Miriam al has a special comedy segment episode in honor of Rosh Chodesh Adar, which, of course, was yesterday. Uh, at 11 a.m., it's Yossi Zweig with a Thursday live lunch. at 7 o'clock. It's the Arab Shabbat Show with Mark Zamek, brand new, brought to you by The Wonderful People at Kedem. That happens at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Tani Talks Parsha, Tani Gutterman who has um, established a foothold in our schedule, I'm proud to say, every single Thursday night at 10 p.m. And, of course, you can check out the archive on all of our archiving and, pla- and the podcasting platforms. Uh, Tani, who has a million different podcasts, has one entitled Tani Talks Parsha. Tani Gutterman with a brief discussion about the Torah portion of the week every single Thursday at 10 p.m. right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. And the aforementioned Tani Gutterman is with us live via telephone. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Hello. Thank you so much
12: for having me, and I apologize for my co-host, the baby
0: in the background, as president. <laughs> well, <laughs> now, let me tell you, the baby in the background is an excellent uh, is an excellent background noise, frankly. Uh, how, many, how many podcasts are we up to? I know that obviously we feature your partial one, but Tani Gutterman spends how much of his week podcasting?
12: We have five podcasts, and we're also very much involved in JewishPodcast.fm, which is the premier host for podcasting, if anyone's interested. On Monday night, we have the radio one, which is live at 8.30. You can listen via our app, or you can listen on GRoot. Then we have the other ones throughout the week. The Monday night is about 45 minutes. We talk about a topic, and it becomes a podcast afterwards. Then we have of us. We do a Mishnah per day during weekdays, Tony talks to of Tony Talks OT, I'm an occupational therapist by trade, so we do about five to ten minutes an episode per weekday. And, of course, we have Tony Talks DAF. It's about a few minutes on a piece of DAF from the day. And, of course, the Tony Talks Power Show, which we proudly host on your platform over here on uh, Thursday nights.
0: Much appreciated. By the way, I mean, as you mentioned all of these, I, I mean, some of my curiosities, begin to sprout forth. Uh, do you as an occupational therapist see a vast difference over a period of months with some of the kids that you work with, or is it hard because you know, you're know you seeing them with such regularity to, to actually track and understand the progress that they're making under your leadership? That's
12: actually a great question, and I would say it's twofold. On the one hand, we feel like we don't have enough time with the kids, because if I have a mandate from the city, I work for the city in Queens in two schools now, if i have a mandate that's twice a week 30 minutes or three times a week 30 minutes there's only so much i could get accomplished and i'm hoping if i'm in 75 which is the children with special needs or i'm in regional the the regular classes that need some support or whatnot it depends on what the goal is you know if in the beginning of the year i want to fix their grass or i want to help them cut i want to help them draw help them eat or feed there's much we could get accomplished but i believe There's more that we could do, and that's why we started the OT show, because there's much more transferability and generalizability. I could speak to you for hours. We have over 700 episodes now from 2018 and on. That's one of the main reasons I did that, so that we can have more presence for free in people's lives.
0: Uh, I hope our listeners take advantage of that, by the way, because I bet you there are parents out there that don't realize how OT, occupational therapy, can be extremely beneficial and help solve problems that their kids are going through. So I hope people take advantage of that. And obviously, they can reach out to you for advice. I'm sure you could lead them in the right direction if they want to take advantage of services that are either available or that they can avail themselves of at some point. Absolutely. And I, and I guess it's all individualized, right? I mean, when you have, your, when you have the students you're working with, you, know, you talk about goals. I mean, obviously, some of them you're frustrated because you wish you could meet with them every day because you know how much they would accomplish. And some are, you know, thank God that twice a week works, right? I guess it just depends what the situation is.
12: It definitely depends on the situation. It's like a vastly different ballgame. When I go on Wednesday, Friday to so one school, that school has the regional kids. So I'm going in a gen ed class which is 30 kids. I'm going in an ICT class. You have two teachers that might have 24 kids. Half of them have IEPs, half don't. I'm going into a self contained class, 12 kids in the classroom. Those goals in Gen Ed are so different than 75. In Gen Ed, we're looking at the cutting and the writing and the spacing. And in 75, there's so much more foundational skills we need. They might have trouble with actually zippering their coat. They might have difficulty even sitting in their seat. They might not be able to hold a pencil. We're looking at vastly different worlds, so I get to dip my feet in bulk, and it depends on the week, it depends on the day, and each kid, what we could accomplish that
0: day. So how did I and my classmates survive the era, you know, decades ago, when these specialties were simply not available?
12: That is a great question. My <laughs> wife and I actually were talking about it recently. Really? I think yeah because nowadays what happens? Why are there so many more conditions so many more i e p s like I walk into the city in a school, how many kids have i e p s and I think the difference is that nowadays academia is much more intense, so like in the olden days, they would have vocational schools and we taught people oh, you know cool. how to work with wood, how to work right. with ceramics, how to go to how to go to home ec. nowadays from um the late 20th century and on, they got rid of that. They're very into academia. When you're asking and demanding so much of kids, even my own kids who are second grade and lower, they want them to write, they want them to do math, they want them to do social and so much. It's too much demand on the kids. The main occupation of a child is play. I love to do that in my sessions, but how much play do they really get anymore? There's too much demand. And then we see how much they can't do anymore, unfortunately.
0: Interesting. Tani Gutterman's with us. All right, Parsha's Truma this week. You'll obviously be speaking about it tonight. I'm assuming, knowing you, you've already prepared what you'll be saying tonight. Can you give us a thought? You don't have to give us the whole thing. I don't want to spoil the surprise or, you know, have to give spoiler alerts. But what are your thoughts as we go into Parsha's Truma?
12: So each week on the Time Talks Parsha show, we morphed it over the years. We started doing it for a ton of time. Then we broke it down. Now i like it to be like my other shiurim, audio snippets on the parsha, Between five to ten minutes, a quick thought. Oftentimes we'll take the name of the parsha, the phrase, or the general theme. And this week, when we talk about truma, we think about the idea of how we give to Hashem. I talk about later on the show at 10 o'clock on the shiur, how we can live a truma-filled life, how we can make ourselves go in different aspects, whether it's our home, our cars, our jobs, our professions, and our time. How can we make ourselves live a Truma-filled life?
0: I love it. So Truma is not just donations. Truma is actually a uh, a way of life, as you just described.
12: Yes, that's what we're calling it, the Truma way of life.
0: Pretty cool. Tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, Tani Talks Parsha. It's every single Thursday night. And it's an amazing way to wrap up your Thursday uh, with us here at the Nahum Siegel Network after the uh, original, brand new Erev Shaba Show with Mark Zamek every single week at 7 p.m. brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem again, followed by Tani Talks Parsha uh, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Tani, I wish you a continued success, continued good luck. A pleasure to have you I'm on right. board. And I hope more and more people continue to discover this podcast, the Tani Talks Parsha one. And of course, also, of your others they're extremely helpful to a lot of people out there
12: thank you so much thank you for having me have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful shabbos
0: you as well tani gutterman everybody he's been an amazing addition for us here at the Nahum siegel network take advantage of his podcast and especially the one that he does with us thursday nights at 10 o'clock right here after the air of show on the Nahum siegel network more coming up you're listening to jm and the am in the a.m. truma good song after that conversation about Parshas truma right that's eight time cats here at jm in the a.m. good morning all welcome thanks for joining us good to have you aboard full schedules we outlined earlier no reason to ever touch that dial on a thursday here at the Malcolm Siegel network and friday as well we have the um, weekly update tomorrow morning 7 40 a.m. eastern time with uh, Malcolm Homeline. And uh, Rabbi Udin, Harry Rothenberg, plenty more, plus the Arab Shabbos show, plus the Arab Shabbos music mix, plus the final hour, all brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. So get set. Get set for an amazing Thursday and Friday here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Let's check the app, see what's been going on. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN Nachum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. <laughs> Glenn Richter says no Margolins. I'm sorry. I, I guess I was just imagining it. You know, once he said that his parents were refused, it, I guess I was imagining that their name was on those incredible posters that we had uh, back in the night, late 1970s when we would stand outside the Soviet mission. I remember both in Manhattan and Riverdale and hold up those signs. Pretty amazing, I'll tell you proud of my parents. They let me go at that age to stand outside on a freezing night and, and protest. Uh, what can I tell you? What an era that was. Um, I want to wish the congratulations to both Jordan B. Gorfinkel and Yael Nathan. The brand new Koren Tanach graphic novel Esther, right? Megillat Esther is amazing. You have to see this. Just Amazing. And um, again, Mazal Tov to both of them. It's the Magerman edition Koran Tanakh graphic novel called Esther. I say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. Uh, what else did I have to tell everybody? Trying to see here. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. RJ2 next to JM
6: What is it? (laughs) What could I do for you? This is going to sound just utterly ridiculous to you, but I'm moving, you see? And in an old coat in a trunk, I found this shoe repair ticket that must be seven or eight years old. It's for some shoes I brought in before I went into the Navy, and then I moved away from Brooklyn. (laughs) And now I found this old ticket and I know it sounds ridiculous that you would have the shoes after seven years, but I took a chance. Oh, I get it. You're that fella from Candid Camera. (laughs) No, 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 sir. Honestly, look, look, here's the ticket. Let me see it. Are you out of your mind? We haven't even used the numbers in years. Next. No, please, sir. (laughs) No, no, it was a long trip here from Baltimore (laughs) I know it's ridiculous, but please Take a look in the back All right, all right I'll look, I'll be right back This is very embarrassing But after all, they don't make shoes like they used to How can I be foolish enough to think That after seven years That they would still... Hey, mister from Baltimore, Maryland (laughs) Yes, you're not gonna believe it. You mean you found my shoes? Was it with half soles, leather heels, <laughs> and metal tips? Yes, yes, that's right. It'll be ready Tuesday.
0: Achaimu hell, and Achdibachem, our brothers <laughs> and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Rather well on the web at AlchomSiegel.com. On the Single Network, and of course, I I love it beloved NSN app. How amazing is that, huh? How amazing is that? <laughs> Full Thursday schedule here at the Single Network. Charlie Harari's next. Allison Joseph's at 10 o'clock. Miriam o. Wallach with a Odd Dark Comedy Special at 10.30 on That's Life. 11 o'clock for Yossi's Wagon, the Thursday live lunch. Throwback Thursday at 1 o'clock, 4 p.m. for JM Rewind. 7 o'clock tonight, it's the Arab Shabbat Show with Mark Zamek. You'll also hear it at 3 a.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Plus, Tani Talks Parsha with uh, Tani Gutterman, who joined us earlier. He'll be with us at 10 o'clock tonight with Parsha's Truma. Thanks to all of our guests. If you don't receive the daily thread or our weekly newsletter, just write to Avrami, af at nachomsiegel.com. We'll take very good care of you. It's AF at com. Have a fabulous Thursday. Until tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.